So what's, what's the most you've ever made right now since leaving prison? What, in a month? Yeah, in a month. Like, like 80 chips. Premium Bells. A trader, a marketer who has retired his mother. But has also been to prison for trying to make fast cash. When he was released, he was able to take his life to new heights. Valentine's Day 2020, I'll never forget, was the actual sentence date. Whether we're going to go in or, or, or be free. And I was so confident that I wasn't going to go in. That night, I booked a hotel. I booked a restaurant, like a dinner reservation. I was that confident. I was like, there's no way I'm going to prison. And then they slapped me with it. So from the day I come out, nine months later, I was on like 12 k And that, at that period, I, did, I got ahead of myself a bit. And I took a mad L in 2022 when the crypto crash happened. All the companies that I was affiliate, affiliated with, 90% of them were in the crypto space. And I was literally watching my income, like, so, drop down. Did you panic? Yeah, I did. I did panic. I was, you know, sending money to my mum, most of my rent, my car, my lifestyle, like, everything. Like, it required a certain amount. And then I was now making less than that. So I went all the way down to, like, I don't know, like, three grand a month. Uh, first and first, thank you very much, Baz, for coming. Absolutely. Also, Diamond, got Diamond in the studio, probably won't be seen, but um, first things first, I've checked out your Instagram, checked out, I've heard even her stories from other people about you. Yep. Also, a big recommendation from Diamond, Diamond's just shouted you out, and boom. First question I want to understand is, why is it they call you the premium? Premium, but it was, <laughs> that's a, it's a funny one. Do you know what? The meaning of premium now is different from how it started out, if that makes sense. Mm. So... Premium actually started from trading, right? Mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a terminology in trading where you sell at a premium price and you buy at a discounted price. Okay. So when I used to educate my students, like online, I always used to write premium on the charts anytime I'd sell. I would sell like a, a proper premium price. And then my students used to like put in a chat box, premium, 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 anytime it was a premium price. And then it kind of just developed like the name. Yeah. Everything I was doing was always high quality, high class, and that's what premium is about, high quality, high class. So people started calling me that for a different reason, but it started from trading. Okay. So then I just kind of just ran with it. I was like, yeah, yeah. premium, <laughs> everything premium now. So yeah, that's kind of how it started. It was weird. It was from trading, but then it kind of developed into like that meaning. So was it Bells first or was it just... Yeah, Bells. My last name is Bello. That's where okay. Bells come from. Yeah, yeah. So Bells, people have been calling me Bells since I was like 15, um, since football days. But then premium just got added onto it. So it's like premium bells. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of just ran with it. Yeah. That's a certified name. Yeah. Very certified. In fact, he's even got it on the chain. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 see. Wow. To see. Wait, why'd you get it on the chain? Why'd you get it on the chain? You no, know, it's a brand now, isn't it? Because it's yeah. what I represent. Everything premium is, everything I do has to be high quality. So mm. as a brand, there's premium on any, everything. On my car, it's premium. On my chain. So, yeah. like, okay. It's just a brand. Is, it, is, that, is that car outside? Yeah, it's outside. Yeah, I want to see it. So it's just a branding thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's a branding okay. thing. All right. So where did your trading journey start? Uh, 2018, I got introduced to trading through like a friend of mine I used to play football with. And I never heard of trading before that. But I've always been someone that was interested in making money. So when I sat down and looked into it, I was like, okay, this is something I want to start studying. Mm. So that was what now, five years ago? Yeah, 2018, yeah, yeah. January 2018. Okay, so. I first took a look. When we spoke on the meeting, yeah, you said a lot of stuff you do is obviously, you said one, to retire your mom and to buy, was it buy a house in? On Victoria uh, Island. Yeah, yeah, Victoria Island. And another yeah. thing you, you said was um, you won't stop until you reach, was it 100 M's? 
Well, my my immediate goal is 100k a month. Yeah. But the like the long term goal is 100 mil. Now, yeah. what is it you plan to do with 100 mil? Well, number one is to give back 10. percent So every 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 pound that I make, I give back 10 percent to some form of charity, some form of something to give back. So if I can give back 10 mil, whether it's building something that can give back when I'm gone, mm. like that's a big achievement for me in it. So that's that's one of the reasons for 100 mil is if I can give away 10 mil, wherever it's a charitable organization, wherever it's a, something that I could, you know, give back to the community, then yeah, that's what I want to do. So what about the other 90%? What is it you plan 90%. to do with that? It's, it's more legacy for me. That 100 mil, I'm not going to probably use in my lifetime, but it's pretty much setting up my my last name. So yeah, yeah. that's what I come with okay. that if I can If I can make 100 mil in my lifetime, and put things in place, investments, you know, companies, infrastructures, and systemize it properly, then that can that can really like you know start a legacy. My last mm, name. Mm. So, yeah, man, that's what it's about for me. Okay. All right. Yeah. You said, have you retired your mom already? Yeah, she's retired now. Like, that How was does like that a year and a half ago. Like, do you know what? It's weird, man. Some people think I'm emotionless, yeah, but like, I looked at it as a responsibility. <clears throat> my mom yeah. came to this country when she was, I don't know, 30. And she worked as a midwife. Mm. She used to work as a cleaner, like, before um, being a midwife. And she grinded, she hustled, like, to put food on the table. So she literally spent, I don't know, 30 years of her life, yeah. or even longer, grinding for us. So for me, it's like a responsibility. Like, okay, she's come to this country, not really understanding English, not really knowing anyone, so we can have a better future. Now, I was born here with opportunities, like, I've got big opportunities ahead of me, so that's a responsibility for me to take that and, you know, tell her that she don't need to work anymore. She's done her part. Let me mm. take over sort of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, it felt good. Um, but there's still, it's still, there's still a lot of goals I want to hit on, in that aspect. Yeah. So, yeah. So, like, yeah. when when you... So, obviously, now you've achieved this goal. It's a massive goal, I think, for anyone to want to retire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what does your mom think of it when she, when she looks at you? Like, what does she's, she say to you when you first said, yo, I've got She's very proud, I could tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's very, very proud. So in, in the beginning, she's always supported me in entrepreneurship, but she didn't really believe in it nah. right? until the results started coming through. Yeah. And then that's when she was like, shit, like when I started buying her stuff, <laughs> paying rent, like all these little things. Um, so now she just she just prays for me and you know, she's happy, man. So yeah. yeah. But she deserves it, man. Like she raised five kids on her own. So yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. But it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows. You told us on the call. Nah, it wasn't, man. That, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if it was just a build-up to this. Yeah. Nah, nah, it wasn't. That it you wasn't, went through some hard times. Yeah. If you want to tell the story again. Yeah, we can talk about it, man. I'll talk about it all the time. Yeah, I'll talk about it all the time. But it depends where you want to start. Okay, then let's start. just start. From the beginning? <laughs> yeah, start from the beginning because what, you said... how to my prison, yeah? Yeah. Okay, In fact, cool. talk us through 2016... Because you said 2016, that was when you was working. Yeah, so 2016, so... It wasn't happening. Okay. I got into entrepreneurship, basically, not marketing, in 2014. I was 2014, yeah. yeah. That's when I got into entrepreneurship. I used to work in recruitment as yeah. a consultant. So I got into network marketing, and this company, I was, like, selling, like... You know, was doing, like, broadband, gas electricity, like, mobile phone contracts. Mm-hmm. So I was doing that for about three years, but hardly made any money. But I saw, like my mind got exposed to people making 10, 20, 30K a month. So that's when, like, my dream began. Like, I want to be an entrepreneur. Like, I want to make this sort of money. 
So my my mind was exposed to that, but I made probably a thousand a year in my first three years. What? So like three grand until total. Like I wasn't making. So how, would you, how would you, how was you surviving? No, I was still working. Oh, you still working? I was still working. I was like in and out of jobs. I was still working. Um, but then after three years, I was like, bro, this is long. Like I'm mm. I'm out, so I quit. And then that's when I started, you know, doing things that led me led me to to go to prison eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was basically reselling TFO travel cards, right? Most people think I was selling drugs when I went in prison, but, <laughs> but the reason I went in is actually crazy. I was reselling TFO travel cards. So um, this was back in like 2016, 2017. Mm-hmm. So we had a plug-in TFO that used to obviously get travel cards, used to sell it to us for cheap. We used to resell it on for like half price, but we didn't think it was that deep. To be fair, it was like we we're just selling travel cards, right? Until when? Um, sorry, until, until when? when? Yeah, was then for about probably nine months or no, so. Until when did it get deep? Oh, well, when we got arrested, that's oh. when we clocked <laughs> that. It was like we didn't know it was that deep until we they looked into it. We were arrested, bought a case, and even when I first got arrested in um, this was in 2018 after I started trading. Mm-hmm. Um, I still didn't think of anything of it because they just let me go. And he said, uh, you know, they're just going to run an investigation. But they let me go and I didn't get charged with, with nothing. So I didn't think nothing of it. But I knew that, okay, cool. Like, I can't be doing that stuff. And then this one, I got introduced to trading in uh, 2018, in January. Mm-hmm. And then after like four months, I started making around about the same that I was making in my recruitment job. So for me, like, my main goal, like we said on the phone, was just to stop working. That was like my main goal. So after like four or five months, I quit my job and I was just like trading and building a business full time. And then literally, let's say give it another six, seven months, I got arrested again. And I was like, okay, cool. Now we're charging. We've got evidence. Mm. And so that's when it got real. Right. That's when it got real. Up until then, I completely forgot about that case. Right. In 2017. Then when I got arrested again, I was like, okay, cool. I'm getting charged now. I never actually thought I was going to go to prison. I just thought, I don't know, community service mm. or get a fine or something. Mm. But yeah, I got charged. Then that went on for like another nine, God, no, like another year. Because we got let go and then like we got put on trial. The trial was long because it was like loads of us. And then in the end, uh, Valentine's Day 2020, I'll never forget, was the, was the actual uh, date, the sentence date, whether we're going to go in or, or, or be free. And I was so confident, yeah, that I wasn't going to go in, that that night I booked a hotel and I booked I booked a restaurant, like a dinner reservation for the girl that I seen at the time. Yeah. yeah. I was that confident. I was like, there's no way I'm going to prison like this. Selling travel cards, like, you know. And I had a good, re- I had a good reference in. Um, that was my first ever time being in trouble with the police. Mm. Had a good background. I was working. I was doing something positive in the community. So I never thought I was going in. And then they slapped me with it. And he said, you know, they gave me 15 months. And in the UK, if you get less than, I believe, two years, you can get a suspended sentence. Meaning that you get convicted, but you don't actually go inside. You just go on license outside. So I thought, okay, 15 months is under two years. I'm definitely not going behind bars. And then they were just like, you know what? This is TFL. We need to make an example of you guys. So... Literally bombs. Yeah, they got me. They got. Do you reckon me. it was because you were black? Nah, I, I, I would say that. I got a fair trial. To be make fair. an example, I got a fair trial. 
Um, the 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 people that I was on trial with didn't help out. How do you mean? They, they just didn't represent themselves well in court, like just, <laughs> oh, just lying yeah. and like just embarrassing themselves. Um, so that didn't help. But I wouldn't say you know I wouldn't say it was because I was black. I had a fair trial. Yeah, it was the jury that found us guilty. So, so but the bit, the only bit, you know, that I was a bit peed off at is I got fifteen months. I could have suspended it. Usually, if it's your first time offending, <laughs> something like that, they will just suspend it and say community service. But you know, they just they, they sent me in. So. Yeah, Do you mind if I ask how much money you actually made off TFL Travel Um, I don't know how much money I made. Nah, I probably can't say that as well. Can't, can't say, say that. that. Yeah, yeah, I can't <laughs> say that. Can't say <laughs> that. Right, right. But, but can you say this? I can't say that. What happened to the girl on the night? Was she at the trial? Or did bro? Because you even texted me like, "Yo, I can't." No, can't do you know what? She knew that I was. She knew I was like, you know, that was the date. Yeah. Mm. So, um, yeah, like obviously she knew that that didn't come back. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, she knew I was a bit peaked though. Has she contacted you since? Yeah, no, we're cool. We're actually cool. Yeah, we're cool. But yeah. she was actually like, wrote me letters and stuff like that. I so swear. She was there for me still. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, that situation was peak. That was probably the scariest moment of my life when they said, they called out my name and they said, stand up. And then the judge reads like a synopsis about you. Then he gives you your, you know, what your thing is. Yeah. Bro, it was like judgment day, bro. I swear. I was like the scariest day, bro. How did you like, feel like in your head? Bro, my heart was beating like, I almost bust a tear. Like, almost. Oh. Did you think and it was over? Did you over. think it was over? Like, you just thought, this might be the... What do you mean, over? As in, like, your future just might be in jeopardy. Oh, no, 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 no. I never thought that. What I was most worried about, at the time, I was helping my mama a lot with the rent, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And I was, I had built a business in the trading community. So I had a name for myself, right? And I had mm. people following me that I was leading. So my main two worries was, okay, what's going to happen to my business? It's not at a stage where I could just let it go. Like, I'm still working every day on it. And my income is probably going to go, right? I'm probably going to lose my customers. And then, of course, I'm not going to be able to help out paying my you know, mom's rent. So that was my main worry. Other than that, like, I know how to handle myself. So I wasn't worried about going to prison. Mm. It was more about, okay, how is my mom going to cope? And what's gonna happen to my business? So, so, two main things. So, how did mommy deal with it? She stayed strong, man. She didn't. She didn't. She came to visit me a few times, but she never actually showed how it affected her until I came out. So, what and did then she when, say? We, when we sat down, when we spoke. I worry, it broke her, man. It broke her. Like, and that experience was like, and that motivated me when I came out. Like, I felt like I, for the first time, I let my mom down. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. So I was like, I need to make this right. So when I came out, I, I was on smoke. I was on like serious smoke. I, I felt like I let a lot of people down. My, I let my community down. I let my mom down. <clears throat> so I was like, nah, I need to. I need to make this right. So there was a lot of like fire inside me when I came out. Yeah. So yeah. So tell us about your time inside. What was you doing? Oh, prison. Just, just don't go there, man. <laughs> <laughs> just don't go there. Like it's, you're just in a room like the whole day. Like, literally the whole day in a room. There's just madness going on as well. It's like a different world. Mm-hmm. We had to adjust, like, very quick. There's different rules. There's there's a certain way you've got to move. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, shit could go left. Um, but nothing happened to me or my or my um, cellmate whilst we're there. So, mm-hmm. 
it was it was it was calm. So but tell yeah. me about if you don't mind, if you don't yeah, mind speaking yeah, yeah. about some of the experiences in prison where you thought, yo, I gotta get the f- out. <laughs> you know, man. like the first the first actual day, yeah, yeah, we get there. So one of the one of my best friends, we went in there together. Mm. So we was on the same case. Mm. So the first day, we're on the same wing. We come outside to the like the they call it what like a break time kind of thing. Yeah. So we come outside in the yard where everyone is, and it's our first day. So we're just kind of we don't know what to expect. We're kind of sussing things out. Mm. And then the first thing we see, one one guy is like walking up and down, and then he pulls out like a like a flicky, but like mm. a made one, and he starts sharpening it on the wall, like he's sharpening it on the wall. So I'm looking at my guy and thinking, bro, like, what the fuck's going on? Like, where are we? Kind of thing. Like, that was the first day. That was what we've seen. He was, uh-huh. I don't know what he was getting ready for, but that was the first day. And then, like, the first week, we just saw fights. Fights all the time, bro. Yeah. There was always fights. Like, everyone was angry. Everyone was angry. Because imagine you're pissed off because you're in jail. Like, as a man, you got build up of testosterone. Yeah. Right. Because no there's there's no release unless you're, you know. Mm-hmm. But most most people probably aren't. So everyone's just angry. There's just a lot of testosterone. There's a lot of even I felt a change in myself after a few months. Like I felt myself being a bit more aggressive, not on purpose, but it's just being around that environment. It kind of just you know kind of changes you a bit. So a lot of fights um, going on. Visits was the worst one. That's where like a lot of shit went down. Yeah. Basically, uh, if they separate people f- um, to different wings based on like gang affiliations, right? But visits, it's like it's one hall. So it's like if you got if you if you got uh, gang issues with another wing, right? In visits, that's where you're gonna see everyone. So like I we used to see shit go down all the time in visits. Bro. Like people just wait. Every time we went visits, it was like you just stand in the corner, you just kind of just waiting for shit to go yeah. down. Like you just feel the energy is mad. But we just kept ourselves to ourselves. Mm. I was mainly just reading in there, meditating, writing down my goals, and yeah, like eventually the time went. It was mad slow. I did like seven and a half months, and it was mad slow. But eventually the time went, and no one ever like came and started trouble for no reason. Mm. Yeah, okay. I think if you if you're not involved in a gang, if you're not annoying, and if you look like you know how to handle yourself, then no one's going to come and try you for no reason, more time. So, like, it was all right. Man. So was there, like, ever a point you didn't have to fear for your life or, like, let's say you seen some nah. thing, yo, he could come for me next. Or nah, nah, nah. In fact, the first week, though, I was in a cell with a random guy and my, my, my best friend was in a cell with another guy and the guy he was in a cell with was, like, he was in there like for like GBH, like he was an aggressive person in it. Yeah. And I remember one story <laughs> he was telling me one night the guy was just walking up and down in his cell and he was angry about something in it. And it was like, I think this was the first week as well. And it was like, bro, like I need to take my anger out on someone, man. I need to punch someone up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> When he told me the next day, I was like, bro, just stay strong, bro. He was like, he literally went quiet. He literally, he was at the top bunk as well, wasn't it? So yeah. he just like put the quote and reset. <laughs> he was like, fuck this man. But nothing actually happened to him, but okay. yeah, when he told me that story, I was, I was cracking up. So hold on, did, did you get the same time as you? Yeah, he got yeah. Like, like a few weeks longer. 
Oh, uh, basically the same time. Yeah. Uh, then right. after a week, we ended up in the same cell in it. So it was yeah. calm. Yeah. But that was funny, bro. But he ended up being mad cool with that guy anyway. But that first week, like, they didn't know each other. Mm. He's coming in his cell. So he's not really happy. And then like, I think that day was pissed off. And it was like, bro, I feel like I need to punch someone up. And he was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a bit mad in there still. Scary times. It's a bit mad. I'm like, yo, he's trying to punch me up. He was like, bro, I'm the only one in this room for that. Who else, bro? So it's a bit mad still. It's a bit mad. Uh, all right, so tell me about the strong points. Because obviously you have the bad side of prison. But for you, I'm guessing that was a moment of solitude for yourself to actually better yourself. So tell me, what are some of the main things you did that you actually improved your mindset? To be honest, yeah, it's funny. It's a funny thing because I was already on the right path, right? Mm. When I got involved in trading in 2018 and I was, you know, building a network marketing business, I was already, like, reading books. I was already, like, you know, meditating. I was already doing all these things to better myself. But I just kind of 10X'd it when I was in prison. I was like, there's this quote that I always live by, that every adversity brings with it the seed of an equivalent or even greater benefit. So when I was on a bus going to prison, all I was thinking is, how am I going to benefit from this adversity? And the one thing was time. I had a lot of time on my hands. So I had no phone, no distractions, no internet. I had time. So I was like, what am I going to do with this 24 hours a day that I wouldn't normally do if I was on the outside? And I was like, I'm just going to read. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to write down my goals. I'm going to just think about what I want from life. And that's all I did all day, bro. You say like, that was like... Free in prison allowed you to have the biggest reflection you could have. I reflected like crazy, bro. I literally asked myself a question that probably no one asked themselves. So I said, I just sat down. I was like, what do I want from life? Like, What's literally, the like the answer was like, I want to be happy. I want, I want freedom. So I said, okay, what do I need to be happy and be free? Well, I need to be making a certain amount of money. That means I don't have to work, and I can travel and do what it is I want. Right. So. The number I came up with for the freedom, it was 100k a month. I think 10 grand a month was like the first stepping stone. Mm-hmm. But to do like majority of the things that I want, just get up and go anywhere. Like 100k a month, you could pretty much do like almost anything you want. What right? things are you trying to do? Huh? What things are you trying to do? Nothing mad. It's just, do you know what it is? I don't like limitations. Mm. So if I can't do something because of money, that it just, it just it doesn't sit well with me. So I think that sort of bracket, like pretty much most things within reason, you could pretty much do in it, right? Mm-hmm. Without having to think or worry about money. The 10 grand a month, there's a lot of things that you still can't do, right? You're going to have to like be calculated what you do, right? Mm-hmm. So that was basically it. So I said, I need to be making this amount of money and it needs to be in this fashion where I'm in control of what I do. No, I don't have a boss. No one's telling me what to do. Um... So that's what I said. And if I can get myself in that situation, then I can design my life how I want it. I can live how I want. So that was basically it. It was simple. Yeah. yeah. Last thing about prison. Did you meet any interesting people? Like someone that had a business in there? And a business? Like, yeah. And it was like, oh, their business was doing well. And then uh, something happened. Nah. No. Nah. Um, do you know what it is? Everyone is normal in there. Like I thought people were going to be different in there. Mm-hmm. Everyone's normal people. Until, like, you see the other side to them. Like, yeah. it's mad weird. You'll be cool with someone and, like, you, they're just normal. And then, like, I don't know, they get into altercation and, like, you just see another side to them and they become, like, an animal. So, wow. everyone was, just, yeah, everyone was normal in there, but everyone definitely had another side to them, mm. which that's where you have to be careful. 
Yeah. As soon as he came out, what's the first thing you did? I went to see my mum. I got thrown like a party, like a, it was a surprise. I went to see my boys. And then it was just literally, it was like 50 people in the house. First day out party. Literally, first day out party. First day out party. I was on, I needed to be home by, I think it was 11 that night. So I was kind of pissed, but. Oh, why did you get? Because I, I, I got put on tag, tag after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they'll come in the next day. Um, but yeah, so first things first, I already had all my goals written down. What I wanted to achieve in, in the first three months, six months, whatever. Um, my probation officer was, you know, the first game plan was to get a job, right? Mm. So that's what I did. I got a job as a concierge and I actually needed one because remember, you know, whilst I was in, I wasn't making no money. I lost my business and debt was piling up. So I got a job as a concierge, but here's a crazy thing. I went to the first day at work. Mm -hmm. I was there for maybe like three, four hours and then I was starting to get like panic attacks. Like, not, like, full-on ones, but, like, I was just feeling mad anxious. And I was just, like, I'm feeling mad weird. Like, I'm not meant to be here. And I think it's because I kept telling myself when I was inside, like, as part of my affirmations, like, I'm a multi-millionaire. I'm, I have freedom. I don't work. You know, I'm the boss. I, like, mad affirmations. And I started believing this. I started feeling like I'm that person. So when I went and I remember the, the manager told me to do something. And I don't know, it wasn't rude, but they just said it in a way that I just didn't like. Like, are you telling me to go grab this or go do this? And I was like, you know what? I was like, look, I'm sorry for wasting your time on us the first day, but like, I can't do this, man. And I just picked up myself and I just left. I literally just did. The same day, bro. Like, literally after yeah. three or three, four hours, I left. Most people don't even know this because it's just, it was one day in it. I left and I went home and I was like, all right, let's do or die now. Like, I need to make it happen. And I wouldn't even advise doing that because it wasn't smart, like, financially because I needed a job. But when you know, you know. And I just knew I was ready. Like, I was ready. Yeah. So, yeah. So, like, like, would you say when you when my man told you what to do, you just went away. It just went against everything you had planned to do. It just, it, it's like it went against, like, my core, like, something. I don't know. I, was like, I think I've heard someone speak about, don't, like, don't quote me, like, a double, affirmation is like a double-edged sword or something. So it's okay. like, one's, like, reinforce what you say. But you know, because people say it because they have that, let's say I'm going to be a millionaire, mm -hmm. but they aren't a millionaire. And it's yeah, like yeah, that yeah. slight doubt that you're actually not a millionaire. Okay. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Like, like, when, like, you like first, thing, when you when first start saying affirmations, um, like, you don't actually believe it. I think that's It's after you repeat it so many times... And you got to do work in other areas as well um, that it really starts to kick in. Like there's four areas that govern your belief system, right? Number one is um, like your environment. That's number one. So like what is around you? You know, where, 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 where do you go to? What places do you go to? Just your environment. Where's your home or work? That's going to influence your belief system a lot. So when I was in prison, that was like the worst environment to be in. So I had to change my environment and meditate i had to be creative of my um imagination because there was just four walls that was my environment so i had to put pictures up all over the prison walls of like all the goals that i want and i had to meditate a lot then the next one is like your associations right so who you're hanging around with if you're around people that are making a certain amount if you're around successful people then that's going to help govern your belief system because you're seeing a certain lifestyle with these individuals. 
And the third one's like information, like what you read and what you're listening to. So I was just reading books upon books upon books. And then the last one is your experiences. So, you know, the the car you want to drive, like if you test drive it, you're experiencing it. The home you want to live in, if you go go view it, you're experiencing what that's like. So those four things put together govern you, your belief system. But affirmations is obviously just one part of it. But in the end, I did believe it. Mm. And I still do. Like, I feel like when I came out, like I'm, I feel the same now how I did before, that I'm supposed to be a millionaire. And like I'm still going for that. So, yeah. So after you quit that job on your first day, what did you go and do? I went home to the drawing board. I also had my goals set out. Mm-hmm. And I just started working on my trading business. I was like, I need to build this back up to the point where I didn't need to work anymore, which was only about a two grand a month, you know, income. Mm-hmm. But for me at the time, like I could live off two grand a month, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it took me like, I don't know, like two months to build it back up to that point. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, <clears> okay, cool. Now we need to go for 5K a month, 10K a month and then on from there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Just going back to one of the things you said, and I saw you on your Instagram as well. Yeah. Where you got premium books. Premium or oh, book reviews. Book reviews, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, tried a, I tried a little something. <laughs> yeah, I, I like it. I like it. I like it. You got the premium diary uh, as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah premium so, diary. So, what made yeah. you, in fact, what were some of the books you would say that you hold to core right now? Okay, the num- my favorite book is Think and Grow Rich. I actually like Outwitting the Devil. It's by the same author, Napoleon Hill. Okay, that yeah. book is. It's crazy, it's deep. I think I've seen that. There's an audio book, like a video. Yeah, there's an audio. The audio is sick because he's interviewing the devil. Yeah. And the, the oh, voice yeah, is the devil that, voice. That's what I'm saying. That's so it's like kind of scary in the beginning. Sounds, yeah. It's like a devil voice. But that's proper sick. Um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I like that one. Uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Serious book. Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Atomic Habits. Um there's a few. I think any books on habits is, is what I really like as well. Yeah. But those are a few of the books that I really like. So I like journaling as well. Would you journal? Do you know what? I've, I've actually slacked the last week and a half, but I usually journal every morning. Mm. I'll just write a page of, you know, like I journal every week every, anyway with premium diaries, but every day I'd like journal in the morning. But I haven't like a week and a half. I've been traveling and whatnot. So I need to, yeah, that's something I need to actually get back on to. Because it helps just putting your mind on paper and it just makes you feel a bit more relaxed in it. So, yeah. What What does the morning journal consist of? Like, what do you write about? I write anything. Just write anything. Like, mm. what happened, not even what happened, but just what I'm thinking, <clears> what I'm <throat> feeling. If there's anything on my mind that's bothering me, I'll definitely draw it down. And then it's like, it's almost like therapy because you're speaking to someone, but you're just writing it down. So you're letting everything go onto paper. So do you, yeah. do you, do you write? As in, write it down with a pen. Yeah, 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 yeah. If I'm oh. journaling, yeah, I yeah. Like I literally write it down. Do I do, do, like, do, I do like one or two pages. I feel like that's weird. I feel oh, like, you type it. Yeah, <laughs> like, I feel like I can get. Obviously, I have a hundred thoughts. Yeah, I can do yeah, it a lot yeah. quicker. You can probably do it quicker. That's what I'm saying. Mm. But quicker. when I'm doing it every day, like because it's every day, there's not that much to talk about every yeah. day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Doesn't make sense. But if it's like once a week, then yeah, there's a lot to talk about. So yeah, I do it daily. I do daily. Yeah. If you could give us three. Three of the most helpful, I don't know what the word is, tricks or lessons that you learned from the books that you read. What well, what would you top three be? That's a good question, you know. Mm. Um, I wouldn't say mm. from the book, but my biggest tip for anyone is whatever you want to do, just find someone who's doing it right now that has the results that you want. 
find a way to get into that person's network, usually by adding value to that person, get around them somehow, and then basically like learn from what they're doing and implement what they do. That's like the simplest formula I could I could give. Because you can either go the long route and just learn yourself and it's going to take you longer or just learn from someone who's already done it and if they're willing to teach you, then you implement what they teach you. And is that what you did? That's what I always do, yeah. Anything. Like even now, like literally just two weeks ago, mm. I went to Cyprus because in, in my line of work, in marketing, there's these um, two girls that are killing it on TikTok. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> they're killing it. So I'm like, cool, use that same formula. Find someone who's got the results that I want. They were getting so many clients off TikTok. I don't know how to use TikTok, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I, was like, I need to learn how to use TikTok. Like, I could go on YouTube and, you know, find out how to use TikTok. But the quickest route is, okay, these two people have the results, right? I don't know them like that, but like I, we kind of know each other. So I was like, cool, let me find a way to, you know, get into that environment. So I was like, cool, they were in Cyprus. I was like, I'm going to come to Cyprus. I'm going to stay in the same resort that you guys are at and find a way to add value to them. I added value with what I know in the, in the industry and they taught me about TikTok, right? Just like that. Okay. Just like that. Mm-hmm. So I was there for a week. And then when I came back, I implemented exactly what they told me to do and I'm already seeing the results. So that's just like one example. So every, everything I do, anything I want, I'm gonna find someone who's got it, find a way to get connected with that person, add value to them somehow, because it's not gonna be for free. Mm. And then when I do get information, implement it right away. Perfect. That's it. Nice. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'll say. So I want to ask you, what happened to your friend after prison? Because obviously you've come oh, down this, a, yeah, you've come yeah. down this great path. We're still boys. We're still boys. Like, he's doing his thing. Yeah, he's yeah. trading. Yeah, he's doing his thing. Trade. Like I'm more like on the business side with network marketing, mm. and he's more like on the trading side. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Did you ever like face any adversities coming out of prison, going back into business? Yeah, adversities in business. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Quite a few. Anyone kind of discriminate since the, you might you have a criminal record or anything? No. no. Do you know what? That's that was my biggest fear. Yeah. Was what are people gonna say? Because from my knowledge, that's never happened in my industry. Like someone's like start building a business in network marketing and then they went to prison and then they come back out to build it again. It just yeah, don't make sense. Her. I was yeah. like, bro, like this is this don't make sense. So I was always nervous about okay, how's that gonna look like? But I think because I was open about it. From the get-go, like as soon as I went in, I told my brother, like maybe after three days, make a post on my Instagram and say Bells will be out soon so people know I am, right? Mm-hmm. So I was open about it from the get-go. And when I came out, like I was post, I literally posted as soon as I came out, put up my story. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, like we're going to rebuild this. And I was like, you're not going to watch the journey. So I posted everything. So I think, I think people respected the fact that I was open and I was transparent. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, like people got inspired by watching the journey as well. So yeah. So I want to know the process of you going from two k to how much did you end up? What what's the highest? Well, in that company was like twelve k a month. How how was the process of that? I'm not gonna lie, that was the hardest like <laughs> six to nine months of my life. Like uh-huh. I was doing relentless work because basically I wanted to like compress time frame. So what would it took me like? I don't know, two years. I wanted to like do that in, in six months. Okay, so do you believe in patience? Yes. Okay. I do That's believe in patience. So why did you choose to speed up the process? I think there's areas where you need to be patient mm. and there's there's times where like 
there's a window that you can run through it. And I, I was in the industry for already two and a half years. I had already been developing. I already had all the skills. I already had the knowledge. I already had, but I just had personal issues that were holding me back. I believe personally, I would have hit that 12K a month way before if I didn't have that period where I was on trial, dealing with this case, going to prison. So when I came out, I was like, okay, cool, shackles off. Like, this was meant to be done time ago. Like, let's get it done. So that was my mindset. But I think you can't rush growth. That's what you can't rush. Mm. There's certain things you can't rush, but there's things where there's a window and you go for it. I saw a window to get it and I was like, I'm going for it. So I was relentless, bro. Like for two weeks, I didn't leave my house and I was studying every successful individual within that company. I was watching all the videos, taking notes. I was developing a system. There was days, I'm not going to lie, I, I didn't brush my teeth. I didn't shower. I was just in my room like the whole time. I didn't I care. I was on like, some different <laughs> so you two weeks like you just bro like, I remember that I didn't leave my room literally I didn't leave my room um, and I used to do like my affirmations like crazy when I wake up at 6am on my affirmations because to, to go that hard I was doing like 16 hours a day I needed like a different level of motivation so I used to wake up I used to look myself in the mirror and I used to scream like literally scream like, I'm a winner. I'm a champion. I'm going to do this. I'm going to tell my mom. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So was the fuel? Pump me up. I, used to, I had to fuel myself up. No, what was the fuel? Oh, what was it? Yeah. Like, my mom. That, that got you all. Your mom. It was my mom. Mm. Yeah, I, wanted, I wanted to t- retire so bad. What I did, my mom still doesn't know this. I took my mom's phone and I WhatsApp myself a message saying like, something like, thank you so much because of you. Like, I don't have to work anymore. Yeah. Mm. So it looked like she sent me that message, but it was from me. Then I printed that message out and I put it on my wall. And every morning, I used to reading it. And that used to boil me up. Like, I, was, I wasn't on going no party. I wasn't going, no girls, no nothing. I was just like, I need to get this shit done. I was looking at it every single day, reading it. Then I look at myself in the mirror. I'm like, you need, I, need, I need to retire, mom. Like, she deserves, you need to do it, you need to do it. So I'll pump myself up and I'll get to work. Like, and I won't stop. So, so for 16 hours a day, crazy. I was like, just back to back, just doing everything I can so to make it happen. Did she ever send that message once she did it? Do you know what? Like, she sent a similar message a couple of years after. And what was that feeling like? Bro, it was mad because I was like, I, I lost that original message, but that made me remember. I was like, shit, like, I basically manifested that. Hmm. So it was crazy. It was crazy. It was crazy, man. Like, see, she sends messages like that quite frequently. But um, yeah, it was crazy that actually happened. Yeah, yeah, it was mad. So once you reached that, what was it twelve k a month? Yeah, so that was after like six months, mm. like nine months of coming out. So from the day I come out, nine months later, I was on like twelve k a month. Jeez, how was that? And then it was. Do you know what? It was a big. It was a big milestone for me, not because the number, but because that was the first time that I proved to myself that belief works all the time I was doing affirmations writing down my goals like you believe it but you don't really believe it until it happens Mm. so when it actually happened I was like shit like I actually did it that's when I was like I can do anything then I was like okay cool let's go for 100k a month like is that the next thing you said to yourself yeah I was like as soon as I got to 10 I was like I want 100k a month so what's what's the most you've ever made right now since leaving prison what in a month yeah in a month like like 80 chips Oh, are you okay? Yeah, there was one month though. One month. It was literally one month. Alright, eighty k close to hundred k. 
That's mad. Yeah, it was one month. And that at that period, I did I got ahead of myself a bit. I thought like, oh. yeah, this is it. Like, <laughs> I just thought I, I thought that nothing can go wrong. Oh, that's it. Okay. Does it make oh, sense? Yeah. So when it, when this was coming through, it was like it was like it went it went from twelve then like to twenty in a month, then to thirty, forty, fifty. Then it was like between consistently like thirty to forty. Then it like one month it went up, and I was just like, bro, this is this is, this is crazy. And I started I started like started spending. You know, <laughs> I, was, I was literally about to ask. not all of it. Like I wasn't alcohol. spending like crazy. I was yeah. saving, mm. but. Like I'm a lot more um, strategic now, but before I was like, "This is if this is gonna be like this, then why not book a first class?" You know, when I'm where, traveling. Where did you go? You know, um, Dubai. Went to yeah, went to Dubai. Sports cars. I went to Dubai. I was like, "Cool, let's do first class instead of doing you know economy." Yeah. So How I'm, much so, did I that cost? Yeah. <laughs> I was like How three and a half. Three and a half. Okay, yeah. yeah. When I think about it now, all these things add up. But at the time, I was like, it's only three grand mm. compared to so and so. Yeah. So then it's like, cool. Um, let's get like a let's get a suite, you know, with the, with the outdoor swimming pool. I'm so and it was sweet. so dumb, yeah, because the um, the place I was staying, I was by myself, but the one bed didn't come with a swimming pool outside, and I really wanted a swimming pool outside. So you got right? the suite. So I was like, I got the two bed suite because of the swimming pool outside. So it was these dumb, dumb things like this. Okay, now how much was that? That must have been about four and a half. How many nights? Like, like ten. Ten, ten nights. Ten nights. Right. Okay. Then I was like, cool. Okay. Now I need to get the Lambo. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so how much was the Lambo? <laughs> so it must have been like I don't know, like six, seven hundred a day. Okay, Something like that. Man. I didn't get it for the whole ten days, but. Yeah, there's little things like this. It's, it, I mean, you need to enjoy yourself as well. Yeah, I'm glad yeah, I experienced yeah. that, you know, whatnot. But this was this was how I was thinking. Like, this is always going to be coming in. So, okay, this is only like, you know, 10% of it or 50%. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I took a mad L in 2022 when the crypto crash happened around March. Like, all the companies that I was affiliate, affiliated with, 90% mm -hmm. of them were in the crypto space. And... They literally collapsed within just like that. Within like a two week period, one after another. Mm. And I was literally watching my income like drop down. Did you panic? At the end, yeah. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did panic. Um I didn't panic in a sense of I thought my life was over. Because mm. I always knew like it's just there's adversities and you make but I like panicked in a sense of okay, right now, what am I gonna do? Right, because I had, you know, I had a personal assistant I was paying a full-time wage to. I was, you know, sending money to my mum, most of my rent, my car, my lifestyle, like everything. Like it required a certain amount. And then I was now making less than that. So I went all the way down to like, I don't know, like three grand a month. So it was like this. So from 80K to just... Every, every, anyone can live with three grand a month. But when you go from like that to like, you know, all the way yeah, down there... Yeah. It's a big, it's a big, it's a big, big jump down. That's a massive. It's a massive jump down. So, yeah, I was like, bro. And then, of course, I had savings. When then every month, I was like, just eating into it. Eating into it, and I was, I was, I like stripped down everything. Like my mm. whole lifestyle, I, I brought it down, but it was still like, you know, mm. eating into my savings. 
So that this was last summer. That, that was a, another tough period, man. Mm. Tough period. How did you deal with that? I felt a sense of responsibility from the community because I wasn't the only one that took it L. Everyone took it L. But I was like, as the leader of the pack, I, f- I felt a responsibility to find an opportunity that we can now, you know, um, create something with again. And I had to learn from that experience. I had to learn, okay, you know, what companies are now long-term? You know, what, what business deals can I do that's not going to allow this to happen again? Mm. So I had to learn from that experience. I hired a researcher to help me research into companies before I do business with them. I became a lot more like patient before I get involved in business with anyone. I do like that extra bit of due diligence, the extra bit of research to make sure that this is the right deal. Um, and I started traveling to actually meet with companies face to face. I went to meet CEOs. So the last summer, I literally traveled to Dubai twice. I met with like four companies. I went to Miami to meet with another company. I went to Minneapolis and I went to sit down and actually like vet companies properly before, before doing business with them. Cause I was like, this can't be happening again, man. Like, two people got hurt it was too risky mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I was like I want to partner up with a company that's safe long term sustainable um, that was the main thing but it took a while like for four or five months like I was just had no opportunity and in September that's when I found the company I'm in partnership with yeah yeah so that's a crazy mad, story it was mad like <laughs> it was not easy bro I'm not gonna lie what did your mom say to you? Because I'm guessing um, you told her. Yeah, but I, I didn't I didn't make it sound as ca- catastrophic as it was. As it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was just like, you know, like, I'm not going to be able to send as much, but because, you know, business isn't as buoyant, but, you know, I still mm-hmm. send her enough. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't make it seem like that because she probably would have panicked. <laughs> yeah. I think she's like clocking in the end, like, is everything okay? And mm-hmm. Like, no, everything's good, you know. But that's just how I am in general. Like, I like to face my shit just on my own. Like, I don't really like to complain about my issues or talk about it. If I'm going through something, I'm going to just face it. Like, even when I was on trial, no one knew. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to face this shit by myself. Mm-hmm. Only a few people knew. So that's just my mentality anyway. But it was tough, man. Like, there were times where I was literally like, bro, am I, am I going to be able to, like, pay for everything? Like, it's mad. Like, there were times where I was literally thinking that this was just last year. But I just kept remembering, like, bro, look at what you came from, bro. Like, you just came out of prison two years ago, and look what you did. Like, this is minor, bro. You got your freedom. You got your resources. You could do it again. I just kept telling myself, you could do it again. You could do it again. You could do it again. And then the opportunity came, and I just, like, it's worked. But this time it was different because I'm more experienced, got a bigger network. Mm. I've done it before. I'm more confident. So it was a bit... There was a lot more of a breeze than like doing it the first time around. Mm. But it was just mentally tough. Like just, okay, was it luck? Or, uh, you know, did you just catch a wave? Or or do you really have the skill? Is it you? Do you know what you're doing? So that was the biggest challenge. And that was something I I wanted to challenge myself on. Like, can you do it again? Was you, you still can... doing your affirmations? Yeah. Yeah, I still did that. But here's the, here's, here's the weird thing. Right, because yeah. I was doing my affirmations for like 100k a month. I was like, I have to do affirmations for like 10k a month again. Uh. <laughs> so it was like, bro, it was like a bit disheartening. I'm not gonna yeah. lie, I was like, shit, man. Like, I've already been there, and I have to like re-sack myself up, and that's a hard thing 
And that, that requires you to be quite humble. Like you had it, okay, you lost it. You're like, you're not there anymore. So you have to start doing the things again that got you there. That was what I found quite tough as I go back into the trenches and, you know, to be humble. And I didn't have the lifestyle anymore. I had to, you know, cut a lot of things back and just get to work. So that was tough, man. That was tough. That was tough, but that's it. Yeah, Out of curiosity, how did taxes work at that stage? I'm guessing you had an accountant. Yeah, I was an accountant. Yeah, you have to have an account. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when you're an entrepreneur, like you, you get taxed a lot less than in corporate because you get taxed after, right? And there's mm-hmm. obviously, when you speak to your account, there's, there's things you can do. Um, so yeah, it works a lot different. All right then. So let, I want to hear about, because this only happened last year summer. Yeah, like the crash. So it's been a bit like six, eight months or nine months. How has things been going since? Yeah, just recently, like I got back to, you know, the the five figure months, mm. you know, mm. um, so I don't know, I, I, I'm I still feel like I'm in my process, yeah. if that makes sense. Like I've still got my goals, I'm still working towards it. So, like I said, 100k a month is like the first real destination for me. So up until then, it's like everything else is just noise, you know. I'm still like focused on that goal. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm a lot more laid back than I was before. Why is that? My confidence. Like, mm. I know it's not luck. I know it's... And every, everyone can have this. I've just, you know, finally realized it in me that I can get whatever I want. So now I'm more enjoying the process of it because if I'm going to get it anyway, there's no point stressing over it. There's no point, you know, like, beating myself up. Let me enjoy the process. Cause I'm going to get it anyway. So, and that mindset has attracted things a lot faster than it did before. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. When something is yours, like you don't need to stress about it. It's yours, you know? Mm. So that's the major difference um, from before to now. Can I ask you, did anyone treat you differently when you started making all that money? Yeah, yeah everyone. Yeah. Everyone. Not everyone. Like my, my boys, mm. not so much. Like they were happy. And they might look to me different a little bit, but still the same. But on a on the outside, people that didn't really know me like that, um, yeah, I felt it just a bit more like in terms of respect went up, you know. Oh, or if like I would be saying the same thing if I'm giving advice to someone, mm-hmm. I say the same thing that I said when I was making two grand a month. But now they're like, oh, wow, like I shit, that's like, like, you know, it's always like, 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 been saying the like, same. Real, like, oh my thing. god, he said it. It's so like, true. It's like, not, I haven't, I haven't got any new gems. Yeah. I ain't got any new gems. Like literally since. 2020, <laughs> I've been like saying the same thing, it's like nothing new. But people won't listen to me then. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like the money's like a validation. Yeah, but it, rightfully so, because I wouldn't listen to someone who hasn't got the results. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. rightly so. I'm only going to listen to someone who's got the results. And if, someone, if someone's, I don't know, making 100k a month and it says something, I'm probably going to be like, oh wow, that's the right at that. So it's normal. It's, I think it should be like that. So what did like making money do for you? Like, in fact, what about like on a dating perspective? Oh, yeah, to be making making more money, and we spoke about this on the phone. It didn't make me happier, mm. right? I was I was already like content from the point where I just didn't need to work a job. Yeah. When I was able to tell my mom to start working. That brought that did bring a different level of fulfillment. Um, <clears throat> but at each stage, I had 
I, I don't feel like it makes a difference in that aspect. The major difference it makes is I just have more choices mm. to do things. Mm. And it's sometimes it's always the little things as well. The little things that I'd want to do, but I'd think, oh, like, do I have enough money to do that? Or, you know, do I need to save for this or save for that? Little things I don't really need to think about that I used to think about. Yeah. It's the smallest things, like, it's crazy. Whether it's like, I don't know, traveling or booking a hotel or eating out somewhere or like going out, wherever it is. There's so many little things that when I deep it, I used to think, I used to think, have to think carefully about everything I do. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, all like the basic things, like I don't think about because it's just, you know, it's all the same thing. And I think that is one of the reasons why I work hard because I want that freedom where I don't have to be thinking, oh, I need to do this, or I need to pay this bill or this. I want it to just be all minor, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. I say that's the major difference. All right. Yeah. Do you mind if I ask you, did you grow up with your father? No, I didn't. Do you reckon he that left. gave you that extra drive? Yeah, because I've always wanted to um, provide for my mum. Mm-hmm. Always, because she, she raised five of us herself. And I saw, I, I saw, like, her do night shift, day shifts. I saw when, you know, she was cleaning while studying to be a midwife. Like, I saw that whole process growing up. And I knew from very early on, this isn't how a household is supposed to be it's like. Supposed to be. It's not meant to be like that. Like, she's... She, going through too much stress so from very very early on i was like i need to like step up so like so yeah the path you're going now and you spoke about legacy so do you do this for like in the future if you was to have kids you ain't got you for me for me the the, the long the long vision which it's only quite in a more more recent years i've been thinking like this i used to think like survival then i used to think like okay i I need freedom Mm. then i was like i need to be able to provide for my mom then I was like, I'll, I'll like to be successful and my family is all good. Yeah. But now it's like, I want to like literally change like like my generation. Like I want this to be the standpoint where from here on, the generation changes. And this is why I read a lot because it's not, we're, we're thinking like that, it's not about money. It's about can I pass down the right information, the right mm-hmm. systems for my kids to pass down to their kids, to pass down mm-hmm. to their kids. So it's a. This is where I'm at now. This is the stage I'm at now. Is thinking more about legacy. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely legacy. And if there's one lesson you could teach down and be passed down for generations, what would that one lesson be? How to take control of your own mind and direct it to whatever desire that that you that you want. How to think for yourself. Most people don't think for themselves. Most yeah. people don't question anything as well. Like we do things on a day to day basis and. Because it's normal, it's just normal. Like, you just don't question it. Mm. Now I question everything. Like, I really try and meditate and question everything. Um, so, yeah, how to take control of your own mind, think for yourself, and direct it to whatever you want. Like, put your mind to it. So, why, is it, why do you think a lot of people um, just go about their lives not questioning anything? Because naturally, I think as humans, we're, we're followers. We're like sheep, naturally. Right, we we adapt to our environment without even knowing it. If you're around, you probably know this. If you're around your boys from where you grew up, you're gonna speak a certain way. If you're in a corporate environment, you're gonna change the way you talk. Mm-hmm. Naturally, it's just how we are. So, I think that's that. It's a natural thing, but also we're not taught in school how to really think for ourselves in a real world. Right, we get taught about like maths, English, and we take tests and whatnot, but really how to survive in a real world. 
we don't get taught. We get prepped how to work for somebody else, but we don't get prepped on how to be the one hiring somebody else. So, Have you ever thought about doing vlogs? Do you know what? There's a lot I thought about. Vlogs, not so much. Why? I just haven't really thought about it. I thought about doing a podcast. Okay. But for me, this is where the patience comes involved, where there's a timing for everything. There's a lot that I'm doing right now that requires my attention. And it's like, I don't want to be doing too much at once. Like there's a time for everything, isn't it? So I was actually going to, I was thinking about doing a podcast this year, but I decided not to. Uh, yeah. I got a question. So um, I was looking to get in trading to start as a thing. So what would you recommend to somebody who's looking to begin trading? Same thing, bro. Just the same Find thing. Someone Find someone who's got the results that you want. <laughs> Whereas a personal company, find a way to get connected with them get that information and but then in the trading world you got to really vet because it's sometimes it's hard to tell who's real yeah and who's like who's just capping so how did you do that um i didn't have to do that because i I joined an actual like education company so it's a bit easier if you're going for an individual then it's like you have to probably vet a bit more but if it was a company it's a corporation and like they've done the vetting process with the educators that come in on, onto their system. Mm. And it's, it's a bit of an easier process that way. And why is it you picked trading? I didn't pick it. It just came to me. Just came I was looking you. for anything. Yeah. Like I was, <laughs> not anything, but mm. in terms of being an entrepreneur, I, you know, I'd done network marketing for a while. I'd done, I started off with door-to-door sales. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but just anything that was not the job route, I just knew it wasn't for me. Every job I've been in, even if I've done well, I was, I was good at it. I've mainly done sales or recruitment. I never felt comfortable. In an office, I always had this feeling in my gut, like, I'm not really meant to be here. So I always knew. So when trading came, I was like, cool, this, this looks good. Like, let me give it a go. Okay. Do you yeah. enjoy trading? Not really. Nah. Not because really. I feel nah. like a lot of entrepreneurs have said to me, they started off doing the thing, um, the business that they enjoy then they get to a point where they just don't enjoy it, but they just push through it anyway. For me, it wasn't, it wasn't the trading that I enjoyed. I, I enjoy the, um, the aspect of being able to make money online, just you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's the only industry where it's just, you can make money, just, it's just you and you, whereas you in the markets. I enjoy the business part, which is the leadership part, mm-hmm. right? I enjoy working with people, developing people, I enjoy having a vision and working towards that vision and, you know, creating things and making it happen. So it's the network marketing part that I really enjoy. Mm. Um, there was a period where I was like proper, like into trading and I was enjoying it. But I was saying to someone yesterday that I was with, um, I'm at a point in my life where my time is everything. So anything that has to take time for me to make money, I'm not as interested in anymore. If that makes sense. I'm more interested in systems where I can build something and earn a passive income. Because really and truly, like, I'm, I'm not, I didn't become an entrepreneur to, you know, work from nine to five mm. or work from, you know, I nine to nine. Where in the beginning you have to, like, you have yeah. to, but like now I'm trying to learn how to think a lot more smart. How can I develop systems? How can I, you know, make the right investments? How can I make the right deals, partnerships where I can make money in a passive way? So I can still live my life and still make the same amount of money. So with trading, like being on the charts, like for hours, weren't really my thing. So when it comes to trading, I focus more on the leverage part. 
So I leverage AIs, I leverage softwares, I leverage mm. professionals, because that doesn't take my time or my energy. It so that, that's, what, that's what I'm more focused on. All right. Do you class yourself as a leader? I'm guessing you do. Um, yes. Yes. I think everyone's a leader, not all right, but there's different levels to leadership. And I think with everyone you're in communication with, you're at a different level. So it just depends on the level that you're on with that person. So what, what, um, what attributes would you say you have that make you the leader you are? Um, well, I think a leader is somebody who has character. Yeah. Okay. So character is a big one. Like characters being able to, how do you respond to adversity? Right. But that's the biggest one. I don't really judge someone in, in leadership when things are good. I watch them when, how they respond when things are bad. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think character is a big one. I think, um, having a vision is a big one. Mm. When I'm working with people now, like a big thing I look for is like, you know, why are you doing what you're doing? Like, what's the goal? What's the vision? You know, where are we taking this? So having a vision, um, being able to communicate effectively with people, you know, like, I think that's very, very important. Being able to communicate your vision mm. or, you know, just being able to influence people. I think yeah. those, are, those are probably the key ones. Um, there's a couple others off the top of my head I'm trying to think because I actually I actually wrote a list about this like the five top traits mm. of a leader but those those are three of them yeah. definitely okay. those are three of them you got your personal question? yeah I was thinking the same thing yeah. so I'm going to hit you with my personal question ask every guest this okay go on what's seven things that you can't live without? okay sorry <laughs> you say phone? Yeah. yeah okay yeah phone's one of them for sure you can't live without money Okay, interesting. Um, can't live without food. Mm -hmm. Right now, I'm probably into gym. Yeah, I like that. Um, I can't live without the spa. Like the spa. everyone that knows yeah, me, I'm always in the spa. Like anyway, I can't live without the spa. Um, what else can I live without? Uh, two more shit. Probably music. Okay. And I can't live about girls, man. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> my friends and family. Yeah, okay. My friends and family. Yeah. All right. I've got my final question as well. Yeah. So if money wasn't a thing, what do you think you'll be doing right now? Good question. If money wasn't an issue... I think I'll be trying to find a way like to give back somehow mm. to improve whether it's the community, like something that's going to get me passionate, right? I think I'm always going to be involved with people, anything to do with people, bearing people, helping people. I think that's definitely something I'm passionate about. So if it wasn't like to do with money, it would be something to do with like improving the community or something yeah. on the, along the lines, yeah. So why can't you do that? Like without the money? Because obviously you said you want to get to 100 mil to so give 10 mil back. Why can't you just do it without the money now? I mean, you can't make an impact without money. You believe so? I believe that. Okay. A real, a real significant impact in the world we live in, everything you do requires money. Mm. So if you want to make a real change, like 
You're going to need money behind you. So yeah. I do hear it. There's different ways you can leave an impact. But I think the way I want to I wanna impact, it, it requires money. Yeah. All right. Like to say, Bells, thank you for coming on. No, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Premium, <laughs> premium podcast. No, that's that cool. <laughs> I appreciate it. Great no, I appreciate you having me, man. It was calm. It was fun still, too.